Amen. Hope everyone's doing wonderful today. You know, it's a great day. Amen. You know, um, anyway. <laughs> yes. So this guy was hanging out in the back. Um, he said that he was supposed to be a part of this sermon. Is that right? I mean, yeah. I can get Carl, I can get one of these ushers to take him out if you want. Here, let, let me see the clown. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Bozo, you sit right here. And whenever we need you, we'll, we'll use you. We better not have any trouble out of you either, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here you go. All right. Amen. Bozo is back. Um, we'll get to him in a minute. I do want to say, first of all, we need one approved worker to help us out in the children's area. Um, they're needing help. You know, when, whenever the um, kids are winning, they always need help. Um, I also do want to let everyone know, I announced it last week, um, but um, we are now streaming on Rumble. So um, any of you that want to watch us, that's another way to watch us. And I do want to, I always let everyone know whether you're here, whether you're watching um, online, take a service selfie, tag Rama Bible Church um, on your whatever social media site you use. Um, let people know that you're, you're attending Rama, whether you're doing it virtually or doing it here. Now, you know, a lot of, a lot of you guys don't, uh, don't um, realize that we have as many people watching online on a, on a, on a weekly basis as we do here in the auditorium, um, especially on our Rama.tv. And we're always excited about our e-church. You know, sometimes we forget about that. Something else that we do forget about us ministers here is while we are ministering in real time, we have someone up, up there that is translating us into Spanish in real time. And, um, you know, if, if you do not speak English, um, then you can get a headset and listen to us in Spanish. And the other day I was talking to, um, to Juan who, who helps translate. He goes, man, you know, sometimes it's really, really hard to translate because we don't think about it. We talk really, really fast, but you know, there is someone translating us into Espanol. And so, um, you know, um, I actually um, have been take, I've been trying to learn more Spanish while I was there in Mexico. I tried to learn Spanish because my food Spanish is really good. Other Spanish is not really good. So, um, I'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff. Like I, I know, um, couple of things. But anyway, I can translate it better than I can say it. And I can't roll my R's. See, the reason I took French in high school, because me or my mom can't roll my R's. German didn't seem very inviting to me. So I took French. So um, je parle un peu français. I don't really speak a whole lot of French because um, um, I haven't you know, spoken French in a long, long time. Amen. Well, the... I'm going to talk about our identity in Christ Jesus today. You know, um, you know, we need to understand who we are in Christ. It's not about who we are in the natural. It's about who we are in Christ Jesus. And sometimes we forget about who we really are. Sometimes we feel like we're a clown, but we're not a clown. Sometimes we feel like a loser, but we're not a loser. We're a winner in Christ Jesus. You know, um, um, if you have your Bibles or your device, Colossians um, Chapter 2, um, verse 13 says this, you were dead because of your sin and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against you and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Um, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. You know, we were dead, uh, but, but Christ redeemed us. We have been redeemed. You know, we were redeemed before we even knew we were redeemed. You know, we, um, here's the thing. I, I just recently... Um, updated my passport. I actually look like a mobster on my picture here. Um, here we go. This is my passport. You know, this passport gives me all the privileges of being a citizen of the United States of America. All right. But you know what? This Bible gives me all the privileges of being a citizen of the kingdom of God. And, you know, sometimes we know more about the, the benefits we have, you know, being an American than we do the benefits of being kingdom of God. You know, a lot of times we know the benefits, but, but the Bible says, forget not all our benefits. 
It's interesting how sometimes we forget about who we are in Christ Jesus because we have the devil that is trying to attack us, trying to, you know, you know, get us off our game. And, you know, he's trying to tell us, well, you know, God can't use you. How can God use you? Look what you've done. Look what, you know, you've done in your life. Look, look what kind of failure you become. And sometimes we actually, instead of identifying um, with who we are in Christ, we identify as a clown. You know, and one thing about this clown, um, you know, and I just want to let you know, this is bozo number two. I couldn't find my last bozo. I think one of my dogs might have punctured puncture bozo, had to get me a new bozo, bring a new bozo. But see, you know, one thing about, you know, the devil, he, he, he knocks us around. He, he, he beats us up. And a lot of times we feel defeated, but we need to understand that we're not a clown. Maybe at one point in time in your life, you were a clown, but you came to Jesus Christ. He became your Lord and your Savior, and you, he lifted you up far above all principalities and powers. I guess that's our next scripture, actually. Um, you know, he raised you up and put everything under your feet. Um, like I said, we'll go there. That, that's my, my next scripture that I was going um, to read. It's over in Ephesians chapter 1. Um, verse number 19 starts out, I'm reading from the New um, Living Translation. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. Well, what is that? This is the same mighty power that raised Christ, um, um, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Do you understand this? The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And this, you also understand the same spirit that, that was, that is the devil still dwells in him. And it's the same devil that's trying to attack you that Jesus Christ has already defeated 2000 years ago. And we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus at all times. We need to understand that we have been already been given the victory. We need to understand that we're not a loser. I don't care what you feel like. It's not about what you feel like. It's not about what the economy says. It's not about what anything says. It's about what does the Bible say. My grandfather always taught us that he's a stickler for the word. What does the word of God say? In fact, if you ever ask him a spiritual question, he would answer with what does God's word say? He would expect you to tell him what God's word says. And he goes, well, that's your answer. So I just figured, why ask him any more spiritual questions? Just read the Bible. And that's, under, that's the thing about it is, you know, one of these, we call it in today's generation, a drop the mic moment. If you'll read the Bible and drop the mic, you'll, you'll forget about the, all these situations because it's not about what the devil says. It's not about what he's gonna try to do to you because he has already been defeated. But we have to realize that, you know, sometimes, you know, he tries to knock us off our game because, you know, it's no fun paying twice as much for something that you used to buy, you know, and I mean, I mean, those aren't, that's not a cool thing. All right. But anyway, it goes on to say verse number 21. Um, he says, now he is far above um, any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body and is made full and complete by Christ who fills us, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Now we need to understand that's who we are. We have been given the authority. We have, you know, a lot of people like to name drop. In fact, sometimes I have people ask me, hey, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're a Facebook friend, you know, or whatever. There's a lot of people that they might think they know me, but I don't really know them, but they drop my name because for somehow they think that that's going to 
get them far enough. But we have the ultimate name that we have been given the authority and the power to drop. And that's the name of Jesus, the name above all names. We have that right and authority. A lot of times people will drop your name when they don't really have that authority of that right, but because I don't even know the person who they are. I can't, you know, I can't endorse that person because I don't really know them. Maybe I'm a Facebook friend with them, but you know, just because I'm a digital friend doesn't mean I'm a real friend, all right? But see, you're not a digital friend with Jesus. Jesus knows you, you know him. And that's the thing about who are you in Christ Jesus? It doesn't matter what you feel like. It doesn't matter what things seem like. You know, the things of this world are only temporal. You know, it's just temporary, but, but it, I, I get it. it. It just, you know, um, I hear Christians all the time. They're griping about everything. You know, why should we gripe about everything? You know, we live and I believe the greatest time ever to live. We live for such a time as this. We, 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 we are about to experience the greatest revival that, that has been ever known to this planet. You know, some people say, well, I, I wish I would have lived during Jesus' time or during Paul's time. I don't know. I like electricity. I, I like air condition in my house. I actually like driving a car. You know, do you realize that, that Jesus is time that, you know how many places they had to walk? No, I, I, I guarantee you they were a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> they walked a lot, you know, they got aerobic exercise. I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes they were able to ride a donkey or a horse or whatever, but I mean, you know, I actually like driving an automobile that actually has air condition, especially living, in, you know, in a place like here. I mean, here in Oklahoma, it can get hot in the summer. I mean, there are some times that we'll have 100, 100 straight um, days of 100 degree weather. Air condition is nice. I'm, I'm glad to live in the day and age that we live in. You know, so many people, but, but then we have other people who are like, well, I'm just ready for the Lord to come back. Well, you know what the Bible does say soon and very soon, you know, the sky is gonna crack and we're, we're, we're all gonna go to heaven, but you know, but that's soon and very soon. Now here's understand, we also understand God's timing and our timing, soon in his timing, soon in our timing, two different times, you know, you know, I'm, all my life, I've heard that. All my dad's life, I'm sure he's heard that too. You know, but I, I, when's it going to happen? Because you know, there are all these people are trying to predict. Well, when's the Lord going to come back? I don't know. In fact, the Bible indicates that Jesus doesn't even know. So one day, the Father is going to tap him on their shoulder and say, "Go get him." But the Bible says to occupy till he comes. Now, what does it mean to occupy? You know, well, that, that means that we need to enjoy life on this earth. And it's hard to enjoy life if you're being knocked around by the devil. You know, nobody wants to be knocked around. No, nobody wants to, you know, wants to, um, you know, experience all, all these things. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, I always like said, well, actually, I, I was just reading the other day, um, something my grandfather said, um, I think they, they put it on actually on one of our social media sites. It says, if we want the Lord to come back, then we should do something about it. We should go out and win the loss. So really it's up to us. It, it says the, the gospel will be proclaimed to every creature. So if you want to do, do something about it, then go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. You know, according to statistics, um, we have roughly 8 billion people in the world, give or take a, a few hundred thousand. Um, and the best guess, I mean, the highest number I've ever read is roughly 2 billion Christians. Well, let's see, 8 minus 2 equals 6. That means right now that 6 billion people have, have a ticket to hell right now if the Lord comes back. That's not good enough. That's not even the majority. You know, and a lot of us were like, oh, we're, we're ready to go. Well, if you're ready to go and send 6 billion people to hell, that's pretty selfish of you. What you should do is start experience life, you know, the way that God wants you to experience life and understand that the devil has been defeated. 
Now, um, first, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says this, so that Satan will not outsmart us for we are familiar with his evil schemes. As I was reading um, Triumphant Church this week, chapter eight, and you know, my grandfather talks about that we have to understand the devil is still the same as he was in Genesis chapter one. His evil schemes are still the same. You know, we talk about Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, the devil's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's trying to do the same thing he's always done. What's he trying to do, Craig? Well, according to, I read it all the time, John chapter 10, verse number 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, if you read the New Living Translation like I have up there, it says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But he gets that, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So what Jesus said 2,000 years ago is, hey guys, the devil is gonna attack you. That's just what he does. And I want you to be able to identify what the devil does, but understand he doesn't have any power or authority and you can still have a rich and satisfying life if you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. All right, you know, you need to say, Mr. Devil, you know, obviously this is not, this is an American passport, but I mean, you know, you say, I, I got the passport to heaven right here and you have no authority in the name of Jesus. You have to get out of my life. You have to quit bothering me. You have to quit bothering my family. You have no right and you have no authority in the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter five I'm going to start with verse 7, even verse 8 is what I really want to read for him. But verse 7 is good. And if you haven't read verse 7, you need to, you know, the Bible says to be a doer of the word. Well, verse 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. So you know what? If you're worried about something, then give that to God. All right. Then it goes, stay alert. See, after you give your cares to God, it says to stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Here's the thing about it. Don't worry about anything. What you need to do is put your trust in Jesus and understand the devil is gonna to try to come like a roaring lion. The Bible says it. If you know who your enemy is, and that's one thing too, if you're gonna have a battle with anybody, then you need to know who your enemy is. Now, if you played any kind of sports, um, you know, and football was the game I played, so we would have a game every week. And when we show up on Monday, you know, the, the coaches had already scouted the team we we're gonna play, and they would talk about the strengths of this other team. So we would know the strengths of that team, so, so we would develop a game plan to defeat that team. All right, well, so we need to understand that the game plan to defeat the devil, well, it, it's pretty easy. One thing we have to do, uh, according to James um, 4, 7, is resist the devil and he will flee from you. First of all, you know what? A lot of times we don't even do anything about it. The devil tries to attack us and we just sit there and go, oh no, what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do. I don't know. It's just so bad. It's just so tough. It's, you know, we're, we're crying and complaining and moaning and graining. We're telling our people on Facebook so that way they'll feel sorry for us. Half the time people post things on Facebook or social media because they want people to feel sorry for you. They want empathy. Well, you don't need empathy. You need to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. You need to understand that when it seems bad, when it seems bleak, when it seems there is no way, I mean, we serve the same God. Well, I'll just give you an example. Remember Paul and Silas and Jeff, what is it? Acts 14, 17 or something like that. I don't know. Acts 24, 17, I believe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Paul and John Silas were in jail at midnight. They've been beaten. They've been bruised. They've been battered. They've been told not to ever proclaim the gospel anymore. It looked like that probably the next day they were gonna kill them and they were there at midnight. What what they do? They begin to pray and they begin to sing praises to God. Someone says, well, what did they sing, Craig? I know exactly what they sing. How do you know? I mean, I mean you know, were you there? No, but I visited the tomb. I actually, that's one of my favorite things was visiting the tomb, um, you know, and um, 
I know what they sang. Anyone want to know what they sang? I mean, because you, you didn't read it in the Bible? Well, we used to sing this. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. You know, he broke the bonds. <laughs> what? He broke the bonds of prison for me. See, you know, I'm, say, I'm glory bound. I, I, I'm not a singer, folks, okay? You know, and I wasn't even planning to put this in the, in the, in, in, in the my message that didn't give him the scripture. I don't even know the scripture right now. You know, someone probably pull it up. I, but you know the story. What happened? Well, they were there and they begin to sing praises. They begin to pray and sing praises to God. And it says they didn't do it silently. It says the other prisoners heard them. But you know what? The other prisoners couldn't do anything about it because they were all chained up. What are they going to do? They can yell at them. But I guarantee you they wouldn't have yelled at them very long because it says that everyone's bonds and, and, and were loosed. I mean, that just doesn't happen. That's not a coincidence that while they were singing and praising God, that all of a sudden their chains fell off. And then what happened? Their prison doors flew open. You know, um, that doesn't really normally happen either. You know, and here's the thing about it is, do you realize it wasn't just Paul and Silas that were, that were freed that day? Everybody in the prison was all freed. Why? Because two guys decided they were going to get together and sing praises to God and pray and a great earthquake happened. Well, we serve the same God today. But we're over here, what are we going to do? I don't know what to do. Well, why don't you sing praises to God? Why don't you pray? Why don't, why don't you believe God? Why, why don't you trust God? Because you know what? God is still the earthquake, earth-shattering God. I don't mean literally an earthquake, you know, it's going to rip your building up. I mean, see, that, that earthquake didn't tear anything up. It just took their chains off. It just opened the doors. And so if you want to open doors and get rid of chains, start to pray. Actually, dad has a great book called The Untapped Power in Praise. And I guarantee you, it'll talk about that we need to praise God at all times. Acts 16, 24. Thank you, Jeremiah. Someone finally looked it up for me. Like I said, um, you know, it's so awesome to be able to, to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Now, um, Ephesians chapter six says this, verse 10, a final word, be strong in the Lord in his, in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor. So you will be able to stand firm uh, against all strategies of the devil. Well, if you want, now here's the thing. It says put the armor on, but it never says take it off. I think some people, I take the armor off, you know, well, I got to go to sleep. I got to take this armor off. You know, we always need at all point in time to be ready to defeat the devil. Because you know what? He is going to come like a roaring lion. A lot of times he'll come in the middle of the night. He'll, you know, keep you awake at night. You won't be able to sleep because you're so concerned about what might happen. Well, instead of getting so concerned, why don't you pray and sing praises to God? It goes on to say, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. You know, um, a lot of times we, we, probably everyone in the church can read, everyone, knows everyone of these scriptures, but why don't we be a doer of God's word? You know, I'm, you know, it is interesting because I know also my grandfather always said, and it's true, the spiritual world is more real than the natural world. We just don't see it. Every once in a while we might get a glimpse, but I'm here to tell you the devil's real. All right, anyone... Ever heard about a movie called Postcards from the Edge? Anyone heard? I don't even know what the movie was about. I just know um, I got one of these postcards from the edge. This is from Satan. He even signed it. Satan. This is, what I, this is my fan mail. I get fan mail sometimes. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole postcard. But he, he did say, that this for you guys who want to know, I, I, I never knew this. This is a satanic American flag right here. 
I got a postcard from Satan. How many of you got a postcard from Satan before? I've never got one. In fact, I've been asking around. Very few people have got a postcard from Satan. So I, I'm, I'm one of the elect few. Um, Satan's a little nice. He actually started at Deer Craig. So that one, I mean, I guess to me, he kind of being, you know, kind of nice to me. Um, I'm not going to read it all, but, but I'm going to read the most important part. Um, according to this, he says, America is ours. Prideful godliness, sexual perversion, and gross immorality are here to stay. The two millennial of your Christ are finished. The kingdom of darkness rises. Your children will convert to our ways. Abandon hope from hell, Satan. Six, six, six on the back. Address to Craig Hagen, Rainbow Bible Church, 1025 West Kenosha, Broken Arrow. Unfortunately, he did not give me a return address. I don't have an email because I would have wrote Satan back and quoted the scriptures to him. Now, I know most of you think Satan lives in hell. I mean, because, you know, but according to the postmark, he lives, lives in Denver, Colorado. Um, um, so, you know, I don't know if this is supposed to scare me because see, here's the deal. Satan can send me all the postcards he wants, but I got the Bible. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I'm not concerned about a postcard. It has given me a lot of things to talk about. I do about five podcasts a week and not my own podcast. We do have our own podcast out there. I need to upload a new, a new podcast. I've been bad about that, but I'm on other people's podcasts. And here's, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Satan's power is real. On Wednesday night after church, I was actually on a um, Christian radio program, um, Salem Radio Network in Dallas, Texas. Um, they have... Um, a program called Caravan to Midnight, which is interesting because it's not, it doesn't go to midnight. Um, it goes to midnight Eastern, not midnight Central. But anyway, but it's, it's broadcast all over. Started at 9.30 and um, they wanted to talk about my postcard from the edge. And um, they wanted to talk about spiritual warfare. So we begin to talk about spiritual warfare. All right, first 30 minutes, everything went good. They come back at 10 o'clock. See, now we're bringing Pastor Craig um, back on because if you ever do radio, at, at the, every hour they give the local stations time to have some news and all kinds of stuff, so like a five-minute thing. So we come back at 10.05, and the, the, um, John B. Wells, the, the host, he says, now we're bringing Pastor Craig back, and all of a sudden, boom, everything just, I couldn't hear anything. I, I, you know, and so I'm, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and, and thinking, I don't know what's going on. So finally, I, I hang up, because I'm, I'm, it's, tele, it's a telephone thing. I hang up, call the number back, it doesn't work. I call another number, it doesn't work. I text somebody else and um, didn't get a reply. Because she actually wasn't, she booked me, but she wasn't there. All of a sudden, I get a number that I, I don't know um, calling me, and it was a lady calling me from her cell phone. says, we cannot explain it. You know, we're in the top floor of the Salem Radio Building, um, and because we do a lot of interviews, I mean, we have a, you know, highly complex phone system, and somehow, some way, the complete phone system completely died. And, um, you know, we can't, he says, John is able to still broadcast on the air, but we can't bring you back on right now. He says, we're all here praying. Um, we're going to have to call an engineer from the outside to come in. We don't know how long it might take because people, you know, are slow. Especially Dallas, Texas, you know, you, he might not live real close to the station, you know, or whatever. And, um, so I'm, I'm trying to tell you, the devil is trying to stop any kind of discussion about spiritual warfare because he doesn't want people to understand their authority. Now, he knocked us off the air 30 minutes later. I, I get a thing, and we're, we're, you know, the engineer got here in record time, and we're putting you back on the air, so I at least got an extra 30 minutes to know nothing but just preach scriptures the whole time. Why? Because so many Christians, we don't know scriptures. And if we don't know scriptures, we can't stand on the word of God. We can only stand on what we know. And what we should know is we, we are not defeated we have already won the victory. We're not a clown. We, you know, the devil might try to knock us around, but we're not going to lose. Now, one thing I do like about this clown, Bozo, and that's the one reason I bring it up, is see, every time the, you, know, you knock him up, he always comes back up. 
And see, that's what we have to do as a Christian. We have to realize the devil will try to knock us around at some point in time in life. But we have to understand, we need to stay grounded. We need to stay steadfast on the word of God. And it doesn't matter how many times the devil tries to knock us down. We're always going to pop back up victorious in the name of Jesus, if you're grounded on the word of God. But I'm here to tell you, the devil will bring attacks to you. Jesus told us that John chapter 10 um, in the Old Testament, Isaiah 54, 17 says, but in that coming day. Now it's interesting he says that because I do believe that we live in that coming day. What's it say, Craig? It says that no weapon turned against you will succeed. Now what does that mean? That means that weapons will come against us. Sometimes it might feel like a BB gun. You know, I, I had friends that used to shoot each other with BB guns. I wasn't that stupid. I'm like, hey, you want to play BB guns? I'm like, not if you're going to shoot me with one. You know, now my kids, they had what they called the airsoft guns. And they were BBs that, that stung a little bit. But, you know, they didn't. But, but you better have some kind of checking on your eyes because one of those hitting your eyes is pretty bad or or paintball guns or or whatever. Um, But you know what? It says that no weapon turned against you will succeed. That means it's whether it's a BB gun or an atom bomb. Or what's that? We have that new bomb, the Moab. And some of you might not know the Moab is created in right here in Oklahoma. In McAllister. So some of you think, oh man, we live in Oklahoma and, you know, we're, we're not a target for anything. Yes, we are. We got a bomb plant back in, down in McAllister that makes big bombs that go boom. Anyway, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of weapon is formed against you. What matters is, is what does the Bible say? What does God's word say? It says that no weapon turned against you will succeed. Now, you know what the Bible also says is we can have what we say. And so many times what happens when a weapon gets turned against us? Well, we're going down. There is no way. I don't know how to recover. I don't know what to do. How can you know what, not know what to do whenever the Bible is clear is that we have to put on the full armor of God, first of all, to protect ourselves. And if you don't know anything about the shield of faith, you never look to the top of this building. We need to fix it because there's a big hole in it. All right, but there's not a hole in our real faith shield. All right, but you know, we have the shield of faith to stop any fiery darts from the enemy. But a lot of times, you know, you can have a shield, but if you don't hold it in front of you when the the darts come, it can, they can still hit you. If your shield's over here and you're like, oh, I got the shield, but you're holding it down here or whatever, you have to be able to hold the shield up. And see, that's the shield of faith. That's knowing no matter what the enemy is going to try to do, he's not going to succeed. Now, what we also need to understand, the enemy will keep firing darts. One thing he is, is persistent. And I tell you what, it doesn't matter that you overcame him last year, last week, two years ago, five years ago. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. He's going to try to do that to you. I mean, I'll I'll just give you an example. I had a kidney disease. I went in remission because they won't say you're healed. And then a couple of years later, it came back and it was even worse. I'm now in remission again, because I believe in remission and authority. Um, Anyway, um, that's a whole joke. Some of you favorite class there at Rainbow Bible Training College, rbtc.org, the most, the the Harvard of Bible schools. And if you're out there looking for a good Bible school, rbtc.org, check it out. Anyway, that's commercial. I, I mean, anyone ask you a question, just say rbtc.org. That's what you do. All right. But it says you will silence every, it says no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised against, uh, raised up to accuse you. These benefits... These, see, forget not all his benefits. So, you know, forget we have benefits and our benefits. Now, we got to pretend this is, this is the heavenly passport. 
not, a, not an earthly United States of America passport, but these benefits outweigh these destructions. All right, and we need to understand that we've been given the name of Jesus, and I like, to, I like to use this mass symbol, the greater than symbol. And when you put Jesus Christ and you put anything, doesn't matter what it is, sickness, disease, poverty, whatever, or the devil himself, Jesus is greater than anything that you can think of. Now, we have to have that mentality while we're being attacked. That's the problem. While we're being attacked, a lot of times we act like the defeated, a defeated foe. I'm going to give you a great example. Um, we have a dog named Gunner. All right, Gunner's a great dog. Gunner's a pit bull, one of the most ferocious dogs out there, except for he doesn't know he's a pit bull. <laughs> Gunner is afraid of puppies. We have a little puppy because we run a dog rescue. OKRoth.com. You want a dog? We'll, we'll, get, we'll adopt a dog to you. Anyway, um, um, so Gunner, we have a little puppy that, that we we're fostering. Gunner's afraid of this puppy because this puppy barks. We have a, I think a 12 year old rat terrier that can't do anything that barks and Gunner is afraid of them. Gunner's afraid of every dog we have in the house because Gunner doesn't know who he is. Gunner doesn't know that he's one of the most ferocious dogs you know, ever. You know? And so that really, I was thinking about that the other day while I'm trying to get Gunner to go outside because he's afraid of a puppy and afraid of a, an old dog that barks. And here's the thing. I started thinking about that's so many Christians. When the devil starts to bark at us, even though that we have something on the inside, even though that who we are, we know, we should know who we are in Christ Jesus. We don't realize the power that we possess. And because we don't realize that we let the devil, I mean, Gunner walks around scared of dogs that he should be able to tear up if he wanted to, but we don't realize who we are. We don't realize that, that as the devil is trying to seek like a roaring lion, we don't realize that we're a more ferocious lion. That the greater one is on the, on the inside of us. Anyway, it says, these benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken, drop the mic. Man, when, when a weapon starts getting formed against you, remember what Isaiah 54 says. You know, then Luke 10, 19 says, look, I have given you the authority over all the power of the enemy. Remember that word, all? All's not just a laundry detergent that you put in your laundry. All is a word that means anything. Anything that the devil will ever try to attack you with. It says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing, well, another all-inclusive word, nothing will injure you. What does God's word say? Now, when it's saying snakes and scorpions, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, whatever it's called. I don't, what, you know, what it's meaning is any kind of devil from on hell, any kind of spiritual wickedness from high places, any kind of stupid idiot that sends me a postcard, um, you know, I mean, I, I have no clue. In fact, someone goes, you know, do you really think the devil realizes that he's, that his time is short and he's been defeated. I said, well, I'm assuming he's read the book of revelation. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. The, the guy's pretty smart. I mean, you know, he outsmarted Adam and Eve a long time ago. Um, I'm sure, but here's the thing. He knows that his time is short. What he's trying to do is he's trying to attack and destroy as many people's lives and, and take as many people to hell with them as he can. That's the whole point. It's the good versus evil thing. And I don't know how many of you remember, you know, there's always a cartoon or whatever, and there's an there's a angel on one side shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder, and they're, they're yakety-yakking to, to your brain or whatever. That's kind of real life, folks. That's what happens. The devil is trying to tell you what he's going to do to you. Well, you know, but 
We just look him in the face. That's a Keith Moore song, you know. We have to understand that, that we have the greater one on the inside. And actually, you know what? The angel's not attacking, not talking to us on our shoulder. He's here in our, our inward witness on the Holy Spirit is speaking to our heart right here, trying to tell you, hey, don't listen to that guy. He's, he's, just, he's, he's just an old, decrepit a nobody that thinks he's somebody. He's already been defeated. See, we have to get the picture. Now, I, I get it. It seems like we're being knocked around, but, you know, we have to stay grounded on God's word. And when the devil tries to knock us around, you know, ultimately we're not the clown, he is. All right? But he's going to try to knock you around. He's going to try to tell you what he's going to try to do to you, but it doesn't matter because the greater one lives on the inside, which is my next scripture, 1 John 4, 4. It says this, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory. That's why I like New Living because you've already won a victory over these people. Now, why does it say these people? Because you know what? That just like God, you realize that we are God's hands and feet. And God uses us and, and we're can used by, by God. Well, just like that, the devil has people. I mean, this didn't come from Satan himself, all right? It came from some idiot in Denver, Colorado that the devil's trying to use to intimidate, I guess. I, I don't know how it's going to intimidate me. It's actually gave me a talking point for a, I mean, a lot of a good lessons. Um, all right. So, but, you know, but here's the thing is some people might get intimidated because they're afraid they got some stupid postcard. You know, it reminds me of the three little pigs. All right. See, the three little pigs, when, when they were in a shelter, you know, a, a stick house and, and, you know, a straw house and, and stuff, the, the big bad wolf came and huffed and puffed and blew it down. But when they got behind the rock house, the brick house, the rock, Jesus Christ, I know the nursery rhyme's a little bit different, but anyway... You know, when you get behind the rock, it doesn't matter that the devil can huff and puff and blow and it doesn't matter. He cannot touch you. In fact, MC Hammer sang a song, my bad, can't touch this. No, 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 no. You know, for you in the nineties, um, and it would just, you know, he can't touch you. He might try. He might, you know, well, I, my generation, they called him a blowhard. And he can blow his hard, but he ain't gonna do anything. Anyway, it says you have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. And so we need to act like it's so. You know, because I get it. The economy is not good. Gas is at an all-time, well, it's not an all-time high. It's actually been higher than, than it is. Hey, but we live in Oklahoma. You realize Oklahoma has some of the cheapest fuel prices in the nation? Just be glad you don't live out in California. You know, while you're griping about filling up your tank, because now, you know, I know inflation is only like 8 to 10% or whatever, but it's costing you twice as much to fill your tank up as it was a few years ago. Now, Someone told me the reason, you know, obviously we know about the pipeline and thing, but Mark Wayne Mullen, who actually has come to church a number of times, um, he's a sen- our senator, said, Craig, because I asked him one time, I said, you know, where'd all the oil go that we use? He says, our pipeline supply is only actually producing about 25% of what it could produce because they're turning the oil off or whatever, because they want you to drive an electric car, which, you know, we can't even sustain anyway. In California, they tried to drive electric cars and they're telling, hey, please don't charge your cars because we need you to have air conditioning in your house and we can't handle it or whatever. So nothing wrong with electric cars. Those Teslas are pretty fast and, you know, it's pretty cool. But, you know, we can't all drive one right now because we don't have the power grid to do that. But anyway, that's a whole nother subject. The devil is going to try to attack you all the time. He's going to try to attack your finances. He's going to try to attack you. He's going to try to attack your family. I mean, I'm here to tell you that because most, most Christians like, 
oh yeah, you you got saved, so now you win. Well, yes, you win if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, but I'm here to tell you the devil's gonna try to knock you around. And it doesn't matter who you are. He's still gonna try to knock you around. And that's why you have to put on the armor of God. That's why you have to stand strong, knowing that what the devil is going to try to do to you, but knowing he will not succeed. We have chapter, we have verses. I've gone through scripture after scripture, after scripture, after scripture, after scripture, after scripture. And if you haven't got it now, Go out there, buy the Believer's Authority book or go to Amazon.com and get the digital copy or or Apple.com or or, or whatever. Get the Believer's Authority. Get um, the Triumphant Church. Read them and believe them. You know, but because so many times we act like and I, I know we don't mean to act like we've been defeated and I realize it's really tough whenever it seems that we are losing but you know, I, I, I was Mexico City the other day and, um, and I was flying back home and, and American Airlines has all these free movies that you can watch. And it reminded me about my sermon because I watched this movie called 80 for Brady, a bunch of, it's actually based on a true story, a bunch of elderly ladies that were 80 years old. I don't, I don't wanna say old anymore because man, I'm getting older and older. I'm not 80 yet, but, but you know, you know, 80 is not that old. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I saw a thing. <laughs> That's not that old. I said, I saw a thing, Anthony Washington, um, he actually put on, on one of his things. He says, I want to apologize for all the people whenever I was 18, all the people, all the 40 year olds that I called old because you're not old. So now he's not 40 yet, but, but. You know, the thing about it is, is that the, the stadium, uh, for, for Brady anyway, it's about some, some ladies who went to attend the Super Bowl, but they attended the one where the New England Patriots were playing the Atlanta Falcons, where Tom Brady and the New England Patriots looked like that there were no way they were going to win the Super Bowl because it looked like, you know, that they were going to be defeated. Most teams would have laid down and just lost the Super Bowl. and forget. But for whatever reason, something on the inside. Now, if you watch the movie, you know, <laughs> these ladies broke into the coach's booth and actually talked in Tom Brady's ear and pump Tom Brady up. I don't think it really happened, but this is a movie. It literally, so this lady says, telling Tom Brady that he can do it and all this kind of thing, but I'm here to tell you folks that you can do it. It doesn't matter whenever the score looks like there is, there, that you're not gonna win. It looks like that you have been defeated, just like the New England Patriots came back and defeated the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry for all you Atlanta Falcons fans or whatever. It just happens to be a really good story. And I've preached on it a number of times actually. Um, because, you know, because so many times we give up when it seems that there is no way. But like the woman with the issue of blood, when she said, if I just touch but his clothes, I shall be healed. And he went, she went out. And it didn't matter because she was crawling on her hands and knees. It didn't matter. She had to touch the bottom of his garment. She was not going to give up. She was gonna do whatever it took to get to Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, don't give up when it seems you're being knocked around. I want you to stand strong, stand strong and be, you know, understand that you are a winner. You're not a loser. You're not a clown. The devil is, and he has been defeated. You have already won the victory 2000 years ago and you need to tell the devil he has no right. He has no authority. He has already been defeated and it's time for him to to just shut up, go back to hell and quit bothering me. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for each and every person that's in this room and each and every person that's watching online. And we thank you, Father, that we'll understand our spiritual authority at all times. And we understand that the devil will try to attack us, but it doesn't matter what he tries to do. He will not succeed at any point, at any time, as long as we're grounding on God's word, as long as we know who we are in Christ Jesus. But Father God, we thank you today. If there be anyone here,
that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father, that today will be their day of salvation. We thank you, Father, that that they'll turn their life around today. With anyone here that says, Craig, I've, I've never been saved and I wanna be saved this morning. Lift your hand, we wanna pray with you. We wanna make sure that, that you're saved this morning. Or maybe you're here today and you don't know whether you're saved or not. Just because you live in a garage doesn't make you a car. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. There's only one way to salvation. And that's accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you've never been saved, today is your day. Lift your hand. We want to pray with you across this auditorium. We don't, we don't want anybody to miss out. We don't want anyone to miss out. Or maybe there's someone here that wants to publicly rededicate themselves to God. Um, that's, that's you. you. You can do that this morning too. But maybe you're also here and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 4 said they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. They begin to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. And I tell you what, you can go to heaven without being filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's so much greater on the earth to be able to, to be filled and to have that extra endowment from a power from on high. If that's you, you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be filled this, this morning, lift your hand. We want to pray with you across this auditorium. We don't want anyone to miss out. Heavenly Father, I don't see any hands, but we thank you if anyone is here that's not saved. We thank you, Father, for bringing laborers across their path on a daily basis. And we thank you, Father, that they will be saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have something you want to sing? The enemy has been defeated. And death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory. Amen. I want you to remember the enemy's been defeated. Whenever he tries to attack you, I want you to remember that you're not the bozo. He is. All right. If you want to buy your own bozo, Amazon.com, you can buy your own bozo. I think it's like $24. Um, they actually have a mini thing of Bozo. I actually thought about selling Bozo in the bookstore. Um, you know, because we need to remember no matter how many times we get knocked around, we need to stay grounded on God's word. Amen.